Welcome to What Would Ani Say podcast, where three Anis share the challenges, joys, and everything in between growing up as Korean females in Canada with the hope to connect and empower the next generation of Korean-Canadian female leaders. Hosted by TK, Yuna Lee, and Ellie Hong. So welcome to the second episode of What Would Ani Say? So for today, we're going to talk about our first impressions, our personalities, and how our personalities might have changed growing up in a Canadian society, as well as some of these stereotypes that we might have observed or learned or experienced along the way. So in the first episode, we talked about how we met each other and how we got this podcast started. So we thought that for the second episode, it would be very interesting to talk about our first impressions of each other. So I met Ellie uh, through a mutual friend at a bar. So that's something that I brought up during the first episode. And as I got to know Ellie more, you know, as we started to hang out, I thought that she was very extroverted, uh, super bubbly, and very passionate about things that matter in her life, whether it's, you know, relationships with friends, family, or even her career. So that's kind of the first impression that I have of Ellie. Yeah. um, And when I first met you, TK, I thought you were very chic, very fashionable and just very down to have a fun time. I remember, uh, you know, one of the first few conversations we had were were around travel and the things we wanted to do in Toronto. And you seem like the type of girl that was down for, for new experiences. You had moved here from Calgary. So you were super down and wanting to have a fun time and I just loved that adventurous side of you that I saw uh, right away. And it's kind of what really drew me to you and really wanted, um, like spurred this desire in me to really seek out a friendship with with you. And uh, yeah, and then Yuna, um, when I first met you, um, as I mentioned the first episode, it was uh, through a mutual friend uh, that I met at church, um, introduced me to you, and then I moved to London for, for physio school. And when I first met you, um, you came across as, as someone that was very, you know, empathetic. I felt like even in that first meeting, I felt really kind of heard and a really good listener. And, and just the way you talk also was very, like, calming and like, almost like therapeutic, like the voice and, and very soothing. So you came across as someone that was very, like, nurturing to my soul (laughs) Um, and someone that I could really rely on to really talk about really deep, deep uh, conversations with that are really like close to my soul. And I felt that right away um, when I met you and and just someone that was uh, quite centered and and um, in her emotions and, and, and values. So, yeah. Wow. Like, I love that. And I could speak a little bit about like my first impressions of how I experienced our first meeting. Um, So I felt like you were like super bubbly, like very friendly, um, but also like very present. And you had like so many diverse interests and you could speak your mind like very confidently on like a lot of different things. Um, So I felt that you were very kind of like worldly and like very interesting person to like talk to um and also like in a way like you had this like side that that was also um sort of like deep and like I also I think 
connected with you like in that space where I felt like it was a safe place and like a safe person to kind of connect with um, without feeling like um, like unstable in any way. So that's kind of how I felt. And um, yeah, and then in, with TK, we actually, so in the first episode that we mentioned that we met online for the first time, but actually the first time I ever met you was at Ellie's birthday party. Mm, right at at the birthday party (laughs) we didn't really talk so we got introduced but we didn't really talk yeah so that was an interesting like first first impression of you where I was like I saw this girl she was like I knew she was Korean but like she was like not really talking and like kind of mysterious and very like I want to say like yeah like chic like Ellie said earlier you know like I didn't feel that like I could easily like approach this girl and like really start talking about like like oh my god like that kind of thing um you were kind of like observing people you were calm you were like enjoying yourself like this kind of air of like mysterious woman almost <laughs> wearing her shades being all mysterious TK <laughs> so I would have to say oh my that's god. my first first impression true to you know like what happened and I had that's completely hilarious. forgotten about it <laughs> Um, and then when I actually got to know you online through the card game that we talked about, that's when I actually got to kind of really know you as a person and not just as like, you know, a shell that I saw from the outside. So that was also a different like first impression that I had of you where you were like very um, open, you were very like um, interested and like you're very curious Um but you also were like very polite and it to me it felt like you always knew like the right thing to say that was my like first impression of you I completely forgot (laughs) the first first impression of how we met (laughs) but um I would say the first official impression or the first time that we actually interacted was playing the we're not really strangers game um card game that we talked about during the first episode and I thought kind of during the game and afterwards that you were very eloquent in the way that you speak, the way that you, you know, bring yourself up to talk about things. You are very thoughtful. And as Ellie mentioned, very reflective. So I really enjoyed that first impression of you and playing that card game with you, even though it was online because it was during COVID. Really enjoyed that time. I completely forgot about our first first impression or that first episode that we met. <laughs> so sorry about that. But um, I I had very you know high or positive image of both you know Ellie and and you know like both of you guys. So. That's why I think this podcast worked out and that's why we're kicking it off together, which is, which is really great. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I thought it would be a nice segue now that uh, we've talked a little bit about our first impressions of each other 
to talk a little bit about, um, you know, a little bit about our different personality types. Uh, it's one big thing that people talk about, you know, these tests are super fun to do like Meyer Briggs. I mean, there's uh, many, many personality tests out there and we just thought it'd be fun uh, to talk about our own. Um, so I'm just going to kick this off and just talk a little bit about kind of my Meyer Briggs and a little bit about my personality type. Uh, so uh, I am, according to Meyer Briggs, ENFJT. Um, so I'm going to go a little bit into what, what this means. So um, when I did this test, which was a while ago, um, I tested, you know, extroverted. And I was actually, contrary to what these two girls think, I wasn't like completely like 90% extroverted. I remember I tested like 60% extroverted, 40%. Um, introverted. So I always consider myself an ambivert, which is a cross between an extrovert and introvert. Um, but yes, definitely more towards that extroverted side. So I get a lot of energy from definitely being um, with other people. I am a physiotherapist. Uh, so when I work with a lot of people at the end of my day, I definitely feel like um, I'm not drained of my energy. I do get a lot of energy and I vibe off of people's energy, especially if I'm in, a, in an environment that uh, I'm quite comfortable in. Um, and then N is definitely how I feel. Um, so I'm very, um, you know, I like to talk about, so N just means I like to talk about kind of more theoretical concepts versus very specifics and descriptive um, type of language. So I think this is why I connected really well with both you and TK, because when we're talking about, you know, topics or, or even what we're talking about in this podcast, it's kind of, uh, we're dealing with different ideas and it's not about like the specific details of it all. It's just kind of like, what are the, what's the big picture idea and how does all these ideas mesh together and kind of come together? Um, so I find I really, uh, connect with a lot of people that, um, kind of see the world in that way. And that's kind of how I see the, the world. Um, and then F, um, meaning I'm definitely more uh, emotionally uh, driven. So, you know, I feel things really deep in my soul. Like uh, the best way to describe it is like when someone says a word, I just, I'm, I used to be obsessed with words and writing it in my journal because when I would see a word, like I would just like really feel it uh, like in my bones. Uh, it's hard to describe, but like I would just feel it and I would like viscerally feel it in my body. And I know this is not like everyone feels that um, or everyone processes words like that. Um, but it's almost like emotions and stuff like flow through me and it really impacts me uh, more so than I feel like someone who's, who's not, um, I guess, built that way. Uh, and then Jay, in terms of um, me being someone that likes to be very organized and scheduled, I mean, pre-COVID, I used to like pack my schedule. I'm sure these girls can tell you I, I would like literally my calendar would be like overflowing and I would go from like social, um, you know, event to another social event to another work. And even now in the midst of COVID, <laughs> I, I do keep a, a fairly busy schedule in terms of, and I like having that um, schedule and to-do list. I love like checklists. I love bullet journaling, like anything that can improve your productivity and efficiency, like I'm down for. And now I'm going to pass it off to TK to talk a little bit about her personality type. I guess slightly opposite to Ellie, I am an 
INFPA. So according to the internet, it is what it's called the mediator. And a mediator who is an INFP is someone who possesses the introverted, intuitive uh, feeling and prospecting personality traits. And they tend to be, you know, quiet, open-minded and imaginative, and they apply a very caring and creative approach to everything they do. And I am, I am an INFPA, so A stands for assertive. So I think Yuna will go a little bit deeper into what T means because she's very similar to who I am. But um, compared to INFPT, which T stands for turbulent, um, the INFPA um, people are more you know, self-assured and optimistic, and they're very authentic in their expressions to others. Um, but an automatic habit um, that they have is that they like to blanket everything with a very sunny appraisal, and they have a very rosy things to everything that they view in their lives. So that can fog over the areas that really need improvement. So they, you know, tend to apparently uh, attend to the things that they shrug off, that they don't pay attention to, where, you know, turbulent mediators might ask too much of themselves, kind of like that perfectionist realm. So assertive mediators, you know, might run the danger of asking too little or too little help um, from others. So if there are any other problems, you know, hidden behind, um, they just like to think that everything is fine and kind of go along the way of more of a positive, optimistic outlook on life. So apparently that is what um, INFPA is. And then uh, I think, Yuna, I think we're very similar, but you're definitely a T than an A. So how about you kind of go into what T means and, you know, what that means to you? Yeah, for sure. So it's very um, intriguing that we actually tested the same type. And I've actually not met anyone that tested the same type as me. So I was like, really, like, very happy. When I heard that you also tested INFP, I was like, oh, like, what does that mean? Does that mean we're like the same like species or something? <laughs> but um, Basically, so INFP, same thing as what TK said, um, kind of the mediating, peace-seeking, um, harmonious, kind of um, introverted type, um, and turbulent. Um, so it's it would be, I would test as the INFPT, and the turbulent in that um, T means that they're not always comfortable with where they are in their life so I think I would I definitely resonate with that and there is sort of a tendency to seek out areas where I can use an improvement um, and the way I like read it from the internet is that like when like the turbulent type could be in every single personality type so they could either test as A or T um, but like in the description, they mentioned that they use a very idealistic filter in an INFP type specifically to see like where they want to go, what they want to change. And it's kind of like, like checking for flaws and checking for corrections all the time. And it, it does push them to kind of like 
go towards that direction rather than be content, you know, like with who they are and being kind of like, I don't know, I guess it kind of goes against that um, philosophy of like, oh, be grateful for where you are. Oh, be content with what you have. Um, And I'd be like, no, 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 no. This is like where I need to go. This is like, these are like five different things that are like the main things that I want to improve on. And this is like, you know, like been proven in like these scenarios. So like I would kind of like have a mental picture of that. And I can definitely say that that type, that um, trait could be sometimes hard to live with because it's like you're being very sort of self-critical and very like demanding of yourself. So, yeah, so I guess that's um, that's kind of like how I would describe the trait. Yeah, and I think it's very interesting how we have very different personalities. And I guess based on the tests that we have taken, we know our personality types and how they're categorized and how they kind of play into, you know, what would be true and what would be false kind of you know in terms of our personalities and I thought it was very interesting like when we took the tests um about like our personalities and how we would categorize personalities um do you think now kind of like stepping a little bit back and reflecting on the tests and the characteristics that they have described about, you know, our personalities. Do you think our personalities changed over the years growing up in an environment, you know, in a Canadian society that we were living in? Or do you think it kind of remained the same? Well, I definitely think that that's a really interesting question to ask ourselves um, as we look at these results, um, because I I can definitely say for myself that our per- my personality has changed a lot over the years, and I could kind of almost point out a distinctive um, phase where it was I was like more like one type and then maybe I don't know what type I was before but I know that definitively there has been a change and I think a lot of changes did happen as I moved from like one society to another so like when I immigrated um, there was a big change that I was getting adjusted to in terms of like first of all the language um, and not being able to speak my mind and kind of feeling stupid in my own like head. Um, I don't know if you guys resonate with that. Um, but that was definitely one feeling. And then that really made me like doubt myself a lot. And I sometimes wondered like if this turbulent sort of quality came from that, um, going through that phase of, you know, trying to make sense of like, something that changed very drastically in my life um, and me not having a lot of control over it. And they say that language is like, you know, one of the most prominent ways that humans express themselves. And I had like at a very sensitive age, like 12, 13, like just before maybe puberty hit, I had lost that ability. So um, in that way, I think it kind of, that's kind of how I piece it together. Um, and second of all, like culture wise, the culture was very different from where I came from to where I was now, what was considered sort of acceptable or good, um, something that was considered 
admirable, like all those trait qualities had changed for me, I think. And I think there was definitely a struggle trying to maybe mold myself from being in one water to like another, like almost like a temperature change or um, an environment change, definitely um, in a sense. So yeah, that's kind of like how I see my personality having having been changed um, by sort of my experience and of being an immigrant. Uh, yeah, and and for myself, I would say, I mean, definitely, you know, it's it's that nature and nurture uh, debate that goes back as far as time. It's like, you know, what how much of your personality is influenced by um, nature and inherent qualities uh, since you were a baby and how much of that is is the environment. But uh, personally for me, I can, um, when I'm speaking about my experience, I think definitely as um, I got older, I definitely came became more true to I think what my true personality type is and I think that just comes with a level of like confidence and and just being more comfortable in your own skin and having just gone through different life experiences I think that really um, make you not like care less about what what people think and I think that makes you a little bit more authentic to to your true personality type in the sense um like, uh, like, you know, uh, to just give an example, um, I think, you know, before, um, I was more comfortable, I think, um, you know, you try to succumb or kind of play maybe roles that you think would maybe get people to, to like you more. You might be maybe conforming to certain personality types that you think might make you more likable in a different, um, setting, but it's not really you. Um, and I think definitely growing up, I would definitely take on some of those roles and it would make me feel really uncomfortable, but I was just like, no, this is who I am. Or I would try to fabricate myself as having that personality type. Um, and as I got older, I feel like, you know, now I'm more true to, to my true colors, as I was mentioning. Um, and, uh, um, another thing I would say in terms of, um, just growing up in, um, Western society, um, I do think, uh, they really heavily, uh, you know, uh, award people that are very like punctual and very schedule driven. And I think, um, that's really shaped me because I think earlier on, I, think if I was just left to my own devices, like I wouldn't be like that. But I think um, growing up in kind of Canadian society, um, I've definitely become a lot more um, kind of punctual and schedule driven um, than I would have, I think, if I was kind of left to my own devices. And in terms of my, um, I guess, extroversion nature, it's very interesting that a lot of friends now um, kind of describe me as, a, as an extrovert because definitely growing up um, in a family where, you know, you got a Korean dad that would basically, uh, you don't like talk back to him, right? You don't, you don't talk, you never talk back to your appa, you know? And, you know, he's this very a strong, powerful figure in the, in the household. And you're always taught in a Korean uh, family to like, never, never speak up actually. So like 
it was like very earlier on, my environment really suppressed my natural, I guess, extroversion, if that makes sense. So I actually grew up and I, I think I was quite introverted um, in nature just because I was living with my parents. And every time I did speak up, it was like really frowned upon or like really, um, I don't know if extroversion is the right word, but like that, that um, my natural tendency is to like voice myself uh, and voice how I'm feeling, but that wasn't really what was like promoted in my home. Um, and then, and it was interesting the conflict I experienced like going to school and then like having to like speak up and then I felt really uncomfortable because I was like um there was like a little bit of a conflict there um but as I now like not um now I'm living out of the household I I noticed now I don't have that conflict because I don't have like the change in environment so I'm a lot more like I guess just naturally extroverted a lot more outspoken and that I think that's like more my true true personality, um, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, so I feel like that's kind of how, um, my personality, uh, has really like changed growing up and, and some of the conflicts, I guess I experienced, uh, growing up versus like now having less of that conflict and feeling, like I said, a little bit more, more comfortable uh, in my skin. Uh, and yeah, how about you TK? Yeah, I think, uh, you did a you did a great job kind of describing your experience. And I would say it's very similar, but if I go back to the question around if my personality, you know, has changed over the years, I would say, I would say a little bit. Um, I would say I would, I was still very introverted uh, when I was growing up, but uh, I was probably leaning more towards like turbulence similar to Yuna than I was an A now. Uh, I would describe myself as a very hardcore perfectionist. I was very critical of myself. And I think that really played into my mental health as well. Like I was never really happy with myself and where I was and um, I always knew I could do more. So there was always like this need to strive for the better, the best. And even if, you know, other people around me would say, you know, you're doing a great job, like it didn't really matter to me because I thought to myself personally that I wasn't good enough. So um, like I always had this perfectionist mindset. So I would say that over the years have changed a little bit. Now I think, you know, I, I had to work a little bit harder to embrace who I am and accept who I am. And I think it was more of a journey to self-love than more than anything. So over the years, I think I've slowly let go. I wouldn't say I've completely let go of that side, but I would say I'm, you know, in the process of embracing who I am and kind of try to let go of that perfectionist side of things. Um, so yeah, like I would say to that extent, like my personality has changed a little bit. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm more down to earth as I would like to say, um, and more open-minded, um, and more, you know, kind of, you know, flow as it goes uh, is kind of the mindset that I've adopted over the years. You know, there are a lot of things that you cannot control in your life and, you know, you kind of have to roll with that. So, you know, how can you be nimble and agile and accepting of changes that happen in your life? I think uh, back in the day, I probably wouldn't have. And I think I would have stressed a lot about, you know, the changes that are happening in my life outside of a control and ask myself, like, what can I control it, you know, but um, I'm still trying to be accepting of, of those. And I think I'm 
doing a pretty good job at it, as, as I like to say, and talk to myself about and motivate me. So I think uh, over the years, I've, I've uh, definitely come to change a little bit about that. And yeah, like I would say similar to Ellie, um, you know, when you're growing up in a very Korean household, you know, there are certain values that you adopt. And um I think as women, you know, some of the things or stereotypes that I picked up is, you know, you know, women are, you know, generalized to be more expressive about feelings than, you know, being logical and, you know, talking with facts or, you know, you, you speak up about, you know, your thoughts or opinions less. And a lot of the values, not so much instilled, you know, by my parents, but things that I picked up kind of over the years I was growing up is, you know, like, put your head down, get to work, and, you know, you're going to be successful. So, you know, when you have, you know, an expression like that growing up, like, you're kind of the worker bee, like, you might not have, you know, thought of yourself as a leader, and um, you kind of, kind of take that to your heart. So I have always been the type of person to be kind of the silent leader to per se. Um, and, you know, do, do your work, you know, very silently, you know, support, you know, your team members. So I'm still, I would say I'm, I'm still in that journey. I'm, I'm still going through the journey of voicing my opinions, voicing my thoughts very fearlessly, um, you know, out in the open, whether it's, you know, to my friends, my family, to my coworkers. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be an ongoing going journey for me. It's probably an ongoing journey for us. And I think for our listeners, it's probably going to be the same thing. So I think one thing that I would say is it's, it's a progressive journey. You know, we're not finished. And I hope that, you know, when our listeners are listening to this, they know that they're not alone. You know, we haven't come to the finish line of, you know, perfecting who we are and how we want to combat our, you know, stereotypes or values that might have, you know, that we might have observed or learned along the way. It's like, we're still going through it and we're still combating the stuff that we learn, try to unlearn, trying to learn new things or new values that, you know, we want to instill in ourselves as, you know, Korean Canadian female leaders within our own fields. And that's okay. Like, you know, we're in our thirties, we're still going through it. So, you know, like it's a journey and we're all holding hands together to go through it. So I would say it's, it's, it's like a working piece for all of us. Um, I love that you said that because one of the things that I experienced as I was growing up, especially in my 20s was, oh, like once I'm, you know, like done my university degree or once I get a job or once I, you know, have my own place or once I hit a certain age, I'm going to be like, you know, like a finished version, like version, like Yuna version, like 2.0. Like, that's kind of like how I imagine things might be or, you know, as I fantasize to be. Um, And then like, as you go through the motions and you accomplish all of your goals, you kind of come to a realization that like, oh, like, guess what? It just doesn't ever end. Like, you just keep going. 
um, you always have something that you are going to want to work on or not necessarily in a corrective way, but in a way that you are unfolding and you're constantly like developing yourself to a point where you may end up in a completely different place or as we were talking about earlier, like even your personality, like it may change depending on how you present yourself or what kind of an environment that you're in. Um, Because at least for me, I believe that it is something that could be dynamically shaped and it isn't something that is, you know, like static or something that's like determined at birth and, you know, follows you for the rest of your life type of thing. Yeah, and I think one thing that I want to say is, just because you're, you know, at a place right now with your personality, your values and your thoughts doesn't mean that you cannot evolve. You can evolve and it will take probably a painful journey to realize that first of all. And uh, the next step would be taking action to change and to shape to who you want to be Um accepting, you know, the values that you want to hold very true to your heart um, and how you want to be. So for me, like I tried really hard to move away from that perfectionist mindset because it was very detrimental to my mental health and it wasn't to anyone else's fault. I think it was just a very hard pressure that I put on myself. Um, to do better, to be better, to be best in everything and anything that I do. So um, it is a continuous journey, but I think it's it's kind of recognizing kind of where you are, where you want to be and how you want to shape all of that journey together, I think is kind of a big thing. Yeah, no, I mean, I would echo your uh, statements there, uh, TK. I feel like you know, I, I struggle with the same kind of perfectionistic uh, tendencies growing up and with those hard pressures I put on myself. And, you know, my parents weren't those typical Korean parents that put a lot of pressure on me to be, you know, perfect, perfect grades. But I felt I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I think I think speaking from, I guess, like that immigrant experience, you know, you have that story of like, oh, your parents gave up so much um, to come here. And it's like, okay, so you have to like kind of do well because they sacrifice so much to to bring you here and i feel like part of that dialogue is always on the back of your head and 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 that definitely plays a part of that and um yeah and and definitely that perfectionistic uh, tendency, uh, though, you know, this might result in, you know, getting good marks and all of that is, you know, important as we're thinking about building the future, but it can really affect, um, your, your mental health. And I remember like in university, there was a point where I was trying to, you know, um, get certain marks. And I remember I would like kill myself, like literally like four hours of sleep, like running around like a crazy person, like, like literally like very unbalanced um, because I was trying to like strive for these, these ideals. And um, I think it's so important to, to shed light on that in like kind of like taking that pause to be like, okay, like what, why, (laughs) you know, like why? And like, where, where is this driven from? Um, Where is this coming from? And um, you know, like, how is this serving me? Um, and kind of ask, ask those questions. Um, because, um, otherwise it can, 
you can kind of just be like in that rat race where you're just like, go, 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 go. And you're just like, I just have this visual of like a hamster, just like running on a wheel and you're just not getting anywhere. <laughs> um, and that's what could, uh, what could happen. And that's literally what happened to me. I remember I would like work so hard, right? Like, you know, immigrant family, you're Korean, like you work hard, you know, um, make your family proud, you know, all those uh, values instilled in you. So you work so hard. And then, um, but then like, it can sometimes come up empty you're like okay like what was all this for like without that um I guess like end goal or without that knowing why it can it can definitely feel um definitely take a load on on your mental health yeah and I think something that is a really good well like for me personally a really good technique um that I've learned from like different just reading different books and um, things like that is just to be mindful of how those tendencies have maybe served you in the past. Um, Because you mentioned about like how those tendencies have really pushed you to, you know, do a lot and perform almost like to a fault. Um, and looking back, like we see that as like, oh, like this had like this kind of an effect on me. Um, and I think a really good way of kind of like going to the next step is to ask, how has that served me? And does it, as you said earlier, does it still serve me? And is there a place for it in my life anymore? And just really take back that power of like you allow um, whatever it is that you want in your life to stay, or you, if you want to let it go, then you are always free to let those things go so that you shape your life in the way that you see fit for a vision that you have for your life. Cause you're really, you're the, the conductor, you're the master of your own life. Yeah. And, and like, that kind of reminds me of that quote of like, either like you define where you want to go or who you want to be or like society will will define it for you and I mean and that kind of goes um, hand in hand with the topic that we eventually want to discuss about like Asian and Korean stereotypes and living as a Korean female um, in Canadian society and like you know how society like defines us so it's almost like unless you define yourself and and um, take that time to reflect and really um reflect on how you want to show up in the world and um and like yeah otherwise you run the you run the risk of having society define you for you and they will (laughs) you know and they will typecast you and I think it's just like um taking that step to be like wait a minute you know um am I is this really who I am like what like what am I doing this for and just being really clear on that I think can be so so empowering yeah and um I think just to wrap up the conversation, you know, we talked about our first impressions of each other and the personality types that, you know, we kind of got casted into when we took the tests on the internet. But, um, you know, one kind of key thing, you know, just to wrap up and kind of as a key message for our listeners is we're all going through it. It's an ongoing journey. Um, and as Anis here, you know, you know, myself, you know, Ellie and Yuna, we, we've gone through it. We're still going through it. But one thing that we could probably, you know, give as an advice is don't be afraid to take a step back and think about, you know, what's serving me 
at this moment in time and what values and characteristics and experiences and mindset that will serve me as who I want to become in the future. And, you know, I think from our experiences that we've shared, hopefully, you know, you took away some, you know, key things from our experiences and uh, you take the opportunity from your busy lives to take a step back and think about where you are right now and where you want to be and what are the values, stereotypes, you know, all of the things that, you know, the society is telling you, your friends are telling you, the things that you've, you've observed and learned kind of throughout your life that's serving you right now, what's not going to serve you in the future, and what you want to be kind of in the future and what you want to take away. So I'm hoping that this, I know, you know, like this time and our stories really inspired you to, you know, be more reflective. And, you know, we're supporting you along the way too. Like, that's why we're here. Like, that's why the youngies are here. You know, we have so many other stories to, you know, share with you guys along the journey. And, um, you know, thanks, obviously, for tuning in. And, you know, obviously, we want to stay connected with you. So make sure that you follow us on Instagram at what would Ami say. And, you know, as the episodes go on, we're going to be sharing more stories. And I hope that, you know, we can connect with you kind of along the way. So thanks for tuning in. Um, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>